This podcast is part of the 76ers Podcast Network, presented by Stern & Cohen Law. Search 76ers Insiders wherever you get your podcasts. Nick Nurse, welcome back. Thank you. Great to see you. Thank you. I wanted to ask you something about your book. You said that being a head coach is like being the leader of a jam band. <laughs> yeah. And... Because in a jam band situation or in an NBA situation, you're getting new players every day. People are moving in and out of the lineup. You deal with injuries, replacements, etc. You're dealing with a whole new band. Mm-hmm. And you said that your priority as the leader of the band is to make sure everyone knows the songs mm-hmm. and everybody is comfortable. Mm-hmm. How do you teach the songs and how do you forge that, that comfort, that foster that comfort? Yeah, first of all, I'm never the leader of a jam band. I'm always a, a, a member of the jam band. What? When, the, when we jam? Sure. Right, okay. Sure. But uh, anyway, listen, I think that um, my job is obviously to get the vision for the season, right, and then trying to get to know these guys as intimately as possible, and then it's to try to get them to perform at their best or maybe even better than they think they can, right? Like the vision's got to be big, and, and there's got to be a plan to put that all together. Um, I do equate it to the band because every now and then we're going to leave some room for a, a something spectacular, like like a solo or something like that, right? So um, I think the music sports um, analogy is a good one. Comfort among the group is something you pointed out as well. How do you foster that when you don't have a ton of time to get to know a, a new group of players? Yeah, um, well, I've tried to spend a lot of my summer getting to know them, right? I think as any, probably most coaches, as soon as they get the job, I went around to see everybody face to face, right? And and then I um, obviously see some of them in Vegas, and then we have voluntary workouts in LA, and then we have the fall workouts. So just, just trying to stay in touch with them and try to get them on the floor, get in the gym with them, watch some film with them, whatever it is, and, and use some of that time to get to know them. And um, I think it's really important for anybody taking over a new team. Since we last spoke, you assembled a staff. Yes. And something specific I wanted to ask you about. Yes. What's it like to have people on your staff that are growing as coaches who you once coached as players? For those who don't know, (laughs) you coached 30 years before becoming a head coach. And along some of those stops now are people on your staff here at the Sixers. What's that like? Uh, Well, it's great. I think um, it's, it's, I think, you know, you develop those relationships and most of those guys were amazing players and, you know, or, or teammates or leaders or just a combination of all that stuff. And it's great to see them have such good careers and then it's time to move on to the next phase of their life and, and that's in coaching. And, and again, most of those guys are, are all tremendous leaders. I got, I, I would say like the one commonality in my staff is there's a lot of winners. There's a lot of winners on the staff, either as players or coaches a lot of G League or D League championships uh, in that in that coaching room as well, and again, that's probably biased on my part because it's kind of the path I took, trying to figure out how to do this job to the best of our ability, and so have a lot of our assistants. Speaking of winning, yep. you guys had the better of now you guys in Toronto in 2019, mm-hmm. and I went back and I watched Kawhi's shot, and I watched you mm-hmm. the way you were crouched watching. You exclaimed right away when the shot went in you like had a big gesture and then immediately you drew it in mm-hmm. and you walked to the scorer's table how important is that ability to regulate your own emotions <laughs> in your job yeah i mean that's good i haven't thought about that i just remember that i immediately was going to find brett brown to tell him you know like that was an unbelievable like iconic series right and and i just wanted to 
give him the respect that he deserved there because it was it was an awesome series, one for the ages. We're all still talking about it for sure, right? Um, yeah, it's important. I mean, I, I felt pretty good about that whole situation, to be honest with you. I thought even if it didn't go in, we'd go to overtime and we were going to be just fine. So um, I was happy it went in, as you saw. But And then I kind of thought, well, let's get to work for the next series as well. A mantra that you brought to Toronto before that, I understand, was expect to win. Yep. It's something that's now plastered in the building yep. here. I see you're wearing the bracelet. Yep. But you started expect to win, if I'm not mistaken, in Birmingham. Mm -hmm. And that was an organization that needed like a huge revamp, <laughs> right? So yeah, when Birmingham, you think about Birmingham, England. Great. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I should have. Yeah. yeah. Birmingham, England. Yeah, yeah. So when you think about the journey that you've gone on with mm -hmm. expect to win, mm -hmm. why is it so important for you to bring it here? Well, it's, it's just kind of, you're right, it did start in Birmingham. Uh, it was kind of my first professional coaching job. I think I was 28 years old, so almost 30 years ago. Um, it just, again, a lot of the things that end up happening are, are created by necessity. And I just felt like that organization at the time needed like a shift in this, like how we're seeing things. And um, just kind of stayed with me. And, and again, my background of coaching, a lot in like the, what you call the backwaters of basketball, maybe England and Belgium and Texas and Oklahoma and all these places that are Iowa, all these places I've been, um, a lot of things happen, right? The bus breaks down. Well, what are we not gonna expect to win now? Guys get called up, three guys get called up right before the game. Well, you know, it's kind of, you get thrown in so many situations. You didn't really have much choice other than to get your mind right and try to figure it out. Let's get a game plan, let's play hard. And let's figure out there's got to be a way to do it. And I think that's the mindset that, that um, again, my background and training has provided. The same background that led you to have overlap with some coaches. You've had overlap with some players on this team. Uh -huh. I just talked to Pat Patrick Beverly yeah. about your very brief yes. overlap in very Rio brief. Grande Valley. Someone you had a more uh, notorious overlap with was Danny Green. Yeah in Toronto yeah. the year that you guys won. And when I sat down with him, he said that you are the biggest reason why he wanted to be a 76er this year. What do those words mean <laughs> to hear from a player that's had a lot of success? Well, it's, I could just throw the bounce pass right back at him. I mean, he was a really integral part of, of that culture and that expect to win. I mean, he just, he just embodies it. I mean, geez, look, he's won three titles and a fourth, if you want to count the NCAA title too. And he brings that like mentality of, of um, and in a, in a positive way, like I know how to win. I've done it, and here's how, here's how we're going to do it without being so overbearing. He's such a key ingredient and a key member to the team. Now, um, Danny was just a good, solid player. He shot the three, fit really good with us. He uh, was great in the locker room. He understands defensive schemes, all those things. So let's see how he's doing. The the, the health thing for him has been. We've gotten a really good report. Like really positive so let's let's hope that continues and he can be an integral part of this team something that stood out to me again back from the book you talked about how you like aesthetically pleasing basketball mm. what do you find about this 76ers team as it's composed today most aesthetically pleasing i'm not quite sure on that yet what i do know is that they're very hard they were very hard to compete against right there's so many different things of like like almost like just start with Tyrese and Joel like 
First of all, you got this big, huge, biggest guy in the league you got to try to defend. Then you got literally the fastest, or one of the fastest. You know, I think really close, and and that's like such a, a wide range of things that you have to see. But that's that's probably it. I think there's there's so much variety on the team, everything in between there, that it makes it super interesting to watch. Last question for mm -hmm. you. Let's think back to that young coach in Birmingham, England, mm. or even before that as a player coach, knowing now what your journey has looked like in the 30 plus years as a coach that's, that have transpired. What advice would you give to young Nick Nurse fresh out of college? Uh, I'll give young Nick Nurse the same advice I give a lot of young coaches that um, um, ask me for advice. I say, don't take my path. <laughs> My bath was all over the place. No, that's not true. I just, I just um, you know what? I, I like, uh, at a very young age, I wanted to coach, and I really had to see if I was any good at it. That's kind of partly why I took a college job at 23 and a pro job at, like, 27. I just had to, like, I had all these ideas. I just had to take them take them somewhere, and I took them some, some funny places, but at least I was able to get them out and try them, and here we are today. Well, the city and your players are excited to see how you apply those ideas here. So thank you so much. We're looking forward to it. Thanks for having me.